Welcome to the Perfume Making Podcast with me, Karen Gilbert. Happy New Year. I wanted to start the year off with a bit of encouragement to get you off to a fresh start with your perfume making. And I thought I would share something that I did with my Artisan Perfumery Mastermind group last January. We do lots of Q&A calls and sometimes past content gets lost and forgotten about. So this podcast is also a great way for me to bookmark and share ideas as I know all of my Mastermind students listen to this podcast avidly as a resource too. So I'm probably going to split this into two parts. So one session this week and one next week as it's a lot to do in one go. So looking back at this time last year, I'd taken two weeks off to spend with family and had a really slow start to the year. This year has been quite different and I noticed that I found it harder to switch off and I was really itching to get back to work. So firstly, obviously, I had a looming podcast episode deadline and episodes to record and also because I've got so much that I want to get done this year. And looking back on last year's process was a really useful reminder for me and I'd encourage you to document it too. Um, we move at such a fast pace nowadays that we forget things so easily. Now, I know that it's just you listening to me speaking, but I really want this and next week's episode to be interactive. So go grab a notebook and a pen and we will do a few little exercises. So Kate, who helps me with my social media, asked me, over the holidays or what my word of the year was going to be. This was just before the Christmas break. And for the first time in a long while, I'd forgotten to do one. It's something that I often do at the end of December and really kind of when I'm planning and thinking about what I want the next year to be. And the fact that I'd completely forgotten to do it was a really good sign for me to slow down and as I was doing my Christmas shopping and I was on Voxer talking to her, I had a bit of a think and I actually came up with two. One was simplify and the second one was create. And I know that I've definitely had the word simplify on my list before, but this year I'm really going all in for reasons that I will share more about on my social media and in my emails soon. So why I chose my words. So simplify. If you've been in my world for a while, you'll know how much of a minimalist I am. So I like clean lines. I like a tidy desk and a tidy studio. And I like really simple processes. In fact, the biggest compliment that I've ever had is to be told that my teaching style is very clear and easy to understand. However, over the last few years, my business itself has got more and more complex as sometimes this happens as you go through life and business and over the years, things you add lots and little bits and pieces to your business processes. And in my case, I've got a ton of content. I've got lots of courses and it means often I feel that I'm pulled in lots of different directions. So for you, if you've already got a business, if it's a product based business, maybe you've got lots of different products. Maybe you've got lots of different formulations, lots of different ideas. So this year I am simplifying with a vengeance. So I will share more on that soon. 
And the second word, create. Now, this one might seem kind of obvious considering my business and what I help people to do. But from a business perspective, for me personally, I have spent seasons in creation mode and then seasons in refining mode. So refining my courses and programs or repurposing mode. So repurposing my content. So switching from writing emails and blog posts and look at and courses and looking at all of that content and thinking about how I can put that into my podcast or how I can chunk it down into a one minute TikTok, for example. Now, I'm still always going to be doing that, but I want to set aside a bigger chunk of time this year to create. So both in fragrance formulation and I'm going to write a new book. And so for you, this might be spending some time in creation mode. So if you're right at the very start of your journey, you might be um, creating Accords, you might be thinking about what kinds of fragrances you want to create. If you are further on in business and you have products out there already, you might actually be in the, you know, the refining mode, or you might be in actually creation mode, but in the creation of content or a website or something like that. So, my first little exercise for you today is to think about a word of the year for you as a focus. Now, you don't have to come up with one right away. I had a very clear idea of what what I wanted my year to look like. And so it kind of just popped into my head. This is something that you might want to spend a bit of time thinking about, journaling on. If you want to copy one of mine or use both, I would recommend actually, if you've never done this before, just think about one word. And for now, just write that on your notepad. Um, if you've got it already, if not, just write on your notepad for now what, the question, what is my word of the year that I will use to create focus for myself? And this is something that you can mull over this coming week. I find it really helpful if you do this already. Great. If you've never done it before, have a think about trying it because it can really help to pull you back on track when you feel like you're drifting away from um, what you want to focus on for the year. So I've got a couple of extra exercises for you. And when I did these exercises last year with my mastermind group, one of the things that popped up was that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves for new year. And you know how the new year brings in this idea of new year, new you, you know, we always have these kind of like New Year's resolutions. Well, that is because of the calendar that we use. It's called the Gregorian calendar, and it was created way back in 1582 by Pope Gregory the 13th. And this calendar tells us that the new year starts in January. But that's more about tradition, really, than it is about nature. And if we follow nature's cycles, which I have always try to do. And now I live in the countryside, it's a lot easier for me. If we follow nature's cycles, which I try to do, and it's a lot easier for me now, I live in the countryside. In the Northern Hemisphere, at least, we are still in the middle of winter at the start of the year. 
And winter isn't really a time for big changes. It's more about thinking and saving and getting ready for what's to come. In the old days, when people depended on farming, they'd use this time of year to plan for the year ahead. The real fresh start, if you like, like nature's own reset button happens in spring when everything starts growing again. Now, obviously, if you are in the summer, southern hemisphere, this is going to be slightly different from you. But here in the UK or for those of you in Europe. Um, This is really not the time here in January to be really kind of like launching anything new. It's, you know, it's it's not really a, um, a wintertime activity. So what does this mean for us? Well, it suggests that the beginning of the year is like a time for ideas to grow and develop slowly. So a bit like making a perfume, right? So when you're creating a fragrance, you can't rush things. You have to blend the materials. You have to balance the notes and let it mature over time. And each part needs the right amount of time to become perfect. So instead of jumping into big changes at the start of the year, it might be better to use these early months for careful planning and gradual process. It's like going with the flow of the seasons where taking your time and being precise can lead to something great. So keep that in mind as we go through these exercises and let's dive into creating a vision for the year. Now, I'm going to cover three of these today and then I will do the rest next week. And what would be great is if you could do these exercises now and that will prepare you for next week's session. So think of these two episodes like a start of the year motivational workshop to set you up for the year to come. And this could also be something that you could come back to next year too and listen to the episode again. First off, I want you to think about any shoulds that you are holding on to. So this little exercise I did, I called letting go of the shoulds. So the shoulds are the killer, in my opinion, the killer of all creativity, the killer of all vision. So what actually are the shoulds? (laughs) It sounds like a bit of a funny, um, funny thing to say, but the shoulds are the things that people tell you you should be doing, number one. And they're also the things that you tell yourself that you should be doing. So first exercise for today is let's get rid of those. Let's push those to the side because there is no should for anything. This is your vision. This is your life. This is your creativity and your business. And just because somebody said you should do it this way or you should be at this stage by now, that doesn't mean that that's true. Maybe it was somebody else. Maybe it was actually your own little inner critic on your shoulder saying, oh, you've been doing this for a year now or you've been doing this for X a number of months. You should be further along. You should be further along in your life. You should be further along in your business. You should have launched a product by now. You should have done this or you should be better, faster, more accomplished or all of those little negative niggles that we sometimes tell ourselves. Often, and this is something that I talk about a lot in the Mindset Magic class. Um, This is one of the bonuses that comes with the Artisan Perfumery Mastermind, but it's also available as a standalone. I will put it in the show notes for those of you who are interested in delving into this further. If you've got this little should voice in your ear, 
that is not literally someone else saying it to you. So if it is somebody else saying, oh, you should do this, you should do that, just ignore them. But if it's your own little voice, think about what that voice sounds like. Is that a voice from someone from your past? Is it a parent? Is it a grandparent? Maybe it was a teacher you had at school. Is it something from when you were a child? Because often these shoulds, these little voices that that we tell ourselves, these are old stories. They're old patterns that actually we've brought over from our childhood into our adult life. And actually, they no longer serve you. So if you have got your pad and pen, just write down... And this is not something that you need to share with anybody. This is literally just to get it out of your head. And often doing this exercise will give you really big aha moments of those little voices, that self-talk, where that actually came from. So spend a little bit of time. You can journal on this. Have you got any shoulds that you need to let go of? So have a think about that. And obviously you can pause the podcast if you want. You could listen through and go back and do the exercises entirely up to you. That's the beauty of a podcast. Um, You can pause it and do a bit of journaling and then come back to it. Okay, so the second um, part of this exercise that we're going to do today is Something, again, that you are not necessarily going to be able to do and complete right now because it might take a bit of more time for you. And this is a question that I ask all of my students who are creating a business. And this is for you, even if you are not thinking about creating a business, this is if you're, you've got a job or, you know, any, any point in your life that you think, hmm, I'm not really, you know, what, what do I want my year to look like? I'm not really satisfied with, with what I've got going on. This is a great exercise for you to do. So the question that I'm going to ask you to think about is what does your ideal life look like? What does that look like to you? And specifically, I'm not saying your ideal business. So for those of you who are thinking about a business or you are listening to this thinking, oh, I want to launch my my business um, this year or I want to start planning it or start laying the foundations. I'm specifically saying your life, not your business. So what do you want your ideal life to look like? Because if you want to create a business, create your business from the place of what your ideal life would look like, not the other way around. And back in the day, many, many years ago, before I had the business that I have now, I created a business and I did that from a place of what I could do, loads of ideas. You know, as creative people, we have lots and lots of ideas. And one of the things I always say is just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. And that kind of goes goes back to, to the shoulds again. And I created this business from the place of what I could do, an idea that I had that was a great idea at the time and what I also thought I should do. But it wasn't actually and I didn't realize this at the time. 
it wasn't actually what I wanted my ideal life to look like. And in the end, it didn't work out for me and it didn't make me happy. It was something that sucked the life out of me rather than something that brought me joy. So I would suggest that you take a few moments to think about that now. Think about what your ideal life would look like and maybe start thinking about your ideal day. So map it out. So for example, the previous business that I started was a retail store. Now, it was a great idea. The business, you know, went through ups and downs, but it actually went really well and it still survives to this day. I'm no longer involved in that business, but it's still 20 years on, it's still a thriving business. But at that time, all I thought about was having my own business. So I didn't have to commute to an office or I didn't have to answer to a boss so that I could make my own income that wasn't reliant on a job or doing something that someone else told me to do or potentially being made redundant or having to travel to a place at a certain time, doing a nine to five, that kind of thing. So all of those reasons were why I started my business. But I didn't think about how I wanted to spend my time. I didn't actually think about what would be in flow for me. And I didn't think about the fact that I would have to be in the shop six days a week talking to any member of the public who walked in the door. Now, I'm an introvert naturally, and that doesn't mean that I'm shy and retiring. But what it does mean for me specifically is that I have to be very careful about my energy and if I spend a lot of time with people, talking to people, being out there in the world, I actually get quite burnt out quite quickly. I love running my in-person workshops. I love doing my Zoom classes, you know, all of that stuff and, and being social and what have you. But I know that I have to do it in blocks of time and I have to take lots of time out to go and be a hermit and recharge myself. And I suppose I didn't really know that about myself at the time. But in this business, I didn't think about the fact that I would be spending lots of time customer facing. I mean, it's obvious, right, when you think about it. And I also didn't think about the fact that I would be spending lots of time ordering stock, um, balancing the books, making sure that stock taking was correct and, you know, managing people and staff. And yes, of course, we can hire people. But at the start of our businesses, we do have to do a lot of that stuff ourselves. And so what I want you to do is I want you to think about those aspects of, of what you're trying to create, what you want to do in your life and your business. So think about what you love to do. Think about your nature, how you are as a person, how your energy flows and at the time, I wanted to spend my time being creative and that particular business didn't fulfill that for me. Um, so I want you to think about, spend some time, what would you like your life to look like? What would you like your day-to-day -to, -day to look like? Now, obviously, you might say, oh, I want to just make perfume all day. And if you want to launch a business, then there are going to be other little things that you're going to have to do and you're going to have to do those at the start. So you might have to um, think about your 
packaging. You might have to think about writing copy for product descriptions, for emails, for social media. Um, you'll also have to go through safety regulations to make sure your fragrances are compliant. And so when you think about this, don't kind of like throw it all out the window because you think, oh, well, I don't want to do that bit. Um, just really think about the bigger picture and know that there are going to be those things that you might not enjoy. You know, I hate washing dishes but and doing the laundry, but we all have to do those things. So think about what you want your ideal life to look like, but don't be so extreme that you kind of box it all in and say, okay, right, I only want to be in the lab making perfume and nothing else. Because realistically, as an artisan perfumer anyway, you are going to be doing lots of those pieces yourself. And Honestly, one of the things that is going to really set you up for success as an artisan perfumer is to learn all of those little bits and pieces to do yourself at the start. And then as you grow, um, you can then start handing the bits that you don't enjoy off to others. And I will talk about the business aspects in, in future episodes. But for now, just think about what your ideal day and your ideal life would look like. Okay, finally, to wrap up this episode, the final question that I want to ask you is, if you couldn't fail, what would you do? So this is a big one, right? So if you couldn't fail, what would you do? And this is something that I want you to actually spend a bit more time on, because this could be a huge change for you. Because sometimes we create our vision based on what we feel is achievable for us, not on actually what we would love to do and what would bring us joy because we feel like, okay, well, I could do this, but I could never do that. Or I don't even know what I don't know. I don't even know how I would achieve this, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is. But if you could, if someone said to you, look, what do you want your life and your business to look like? What do you want to do? And there is absolutely no way, once you get that down on paper, like there is absolutely no way that it will fail. You'll have everything you want. You'll have it, you know, exactly as you want it to be. What would you do? What would that be? And for you, like in this place, you can dream as big as you want. And... I suppose this exercise here builds on the other two that we talked about today. So what I want you to do at the same time as dreaming as big as you want, I want you to actually make sure that this dream, this desire, this vision is actually from what your ideal vision, your ideal life would look like. And make sure that this piece is not from a should because sometimes we can create these visions and these dreams from a place of should, not from our own actual, you know, desire or joyful place. And sometimes we have to start. So we start somewhere and then we refine it and then we redefine it. And I remember doing this exercise many, many years ago. And it's quite funny, actually, looking back on what I wrote, it was totally ridiculous and it just wasn't what my vision was. This this was an exercise that I have done with many different coaches over the years that I've had and different coaching programs that I've been in. I'm, you know, I've done a lot of personal development and business coaching, that kind of thing. And and this is an exercise that a lot of coaches get you to do. And 
one of the things that I've noticed with some of the things over the years that I've done, it wasn't actually what my vision was. And, and in this particular instance that I'm thinking about, what I wrote down was based on the coach that I was working with at the time and the group that I was in and based on what everyone else was doing. It wasn't like I was sort of thinking, oh, you know, that person, I'm just going to copy that person or I'm going to do what I'm told. It was a bit like the program that I was in had this sort of look and feel, I suppose, and this vision that this particular coach was putting out into the world. It was sort of based on what she wanted for her life and everybody kind of followed along and I kind of got sucked into it I suppose and I was thinking oh you know I would love my life to look like that but if I'd have actually spent some time really getting grounded into my body with actually what I really wanted and wanted in my life that wouldn't have even come out of my mind through my hand through my pen and onto my pad So please make sure that this piece, this exercise comes from what you truly desire and not what you think society believes you should have, be or do, or your family thinks that you should be doing, or even your little inner critic. And it's such an important piece. So for example, somebody might say, okay, if I knew I wouldn't fail, I want to have my brand in every single big department store in the UK, for example, or the USA. And then I want to be in every big department store globally. So that might be someone's big vision, right? But it doesn't mean that it's your vision that potentially for some people would be completely horrifying. And it might be, you know what, if I couldn't fail, I would have a steady stream of bespoke perfumery clients coming to me and asking me to create fragrances for them. And somebody else might say, oh my God, that would be the worst thing. I don't want to do that. And it might be, you know what, all I want to do is create a small artisan brand that I can create in my own time or in my spare time around my family. And I could sell my fragrances on my website or maybe put up an Etsy shop or maybe an Instagram store. Maybe that would be my vision. And don't forget that this actually could be small at the beginning and it could grow over time. It's not a static thing. So really keep in mind that this should be your vision and your vision alone. And it could grow over time too. Don't feel that because somebody else is doing it one way that you have to do it that way as well. Okay, so this is really like the visioning piece, I suppose. And the numbers um, one, two and three, these three little exercises, I want you to spend a bit of time on and think of them as the first part of your planning and creating a vision for the coming year. So really make it an enjoyable process. And if you want to create a little, and this really depends on your personality and what you love to do, but if you want to create a little ritual around it, do that. So maybe set aside an hour or two, you know, get comfy, you know, get some blankets and cushions, you know, maybe light a candle, grab a cup of coffee or herbal tea or a glass of wine or a cacao, if that is what you love, and spend that time 
this little bit of kind of sacred time, if you like, really big pad if you want to, and really dig into those three questions. And actually, by doing those three exercises, that would could also give you your word of the year as well. So I, I'm talking about the three questions, but really it's kind of four. And um, if you want to share with me what you come up with, drop me an email to podcast at karengilbert.co.uk and just do this exercise. You don't have to share it with anyone. Do this exercise for yourself and um, you'll be amazed at what comes out of that. So to recap, are there any shoulds that you need to let go of? What does your ideal life look like? If you couldn't fail, what would you do? And finally, what is your word of the year? So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening as always. And I will see you next week for part two.